Security is definitely not being pushed aside even in the light of COVID. Hello, and welcome back to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. That voice you just heard was Catherine McNamara, a cybersecurity technical solutions architect at Cisco. On this episode, we will be discussing the Cisco CyberOps certifications and how this program equips you with the skill and knowledge you need for real-world jobs in security operations centers, or SOCs. In addition to Catherine, we will also hear from Cisco Senior Product Manager for the Cybersecurity Training and Certification Portfolio, Bavesh Shah whom we've had on this program before. In this episode, Bavesh will be answering questions about why the Cisco CyberOps certification track is so crucial for anyone who's interested in cybersecurity as a career. If you have an aptitude to defend against ever-evolving cyber attacks on a daily basis, you should consider undergoing our CyberOps training program and getting certified. And last but not least, technical leader and security evangelist for Cisco DevNet, Krishan Veer, talks about automation in the security field today. In security domain, it's completely different. You are looking at new threats on a large scale, and these threats are very sophisticated. They are evolving, they are shifting. So that means we have to tinker and tweak our security postures pretty much every day. We are interviewing these experts and focusing on the Cisco CyberOps certification for two main reasons. The first is that the number of cyber attacks is increasing. According to the 2019 Internet Crime Report released by the FBI earlier this year, quote, the last calendar year saw both the highest number of complaints and the highest dollar losses reported since the FBI Internet Crime Complaint Center was established in May 2000, end quote. The report goes on to say that there was an average of nearly 1,300 attacks every day and more than $3.5 billion was lost for individual and business cyber attack victims. And according to Donna Gregory, chief of the FBI Internet Crime Complaint Center, quote, criminals are getting so sophisticated. It is getting harder and harder for victims to spot the red flags and tell real from fake, end quote. The second reason we are focusing on the Cisco CyberOps certification in this episode is because the job market for cybersecurity professionals is increasing drastically as well. The Cisco Certified Customer Insight Survey from this year stated that cybersecurity is the top technology focus area for Cisco certified professionals worldwide. Around 44% of Cisco certified professionals predict that cybersecurity would demand most of their time and attention over the next 24 months. Let's take the position of an information security analyst as an example. An information security analyst plans and carries out security measures to protect an organization's computer networks and systems. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the employment of information security analysts is projected to grow 32% from 2018 to 2028, which is significantly faster than the average for all occupations. Demand for information security analysts is expected to be very high, which is why the annual wage for this particular position is expected to increase from its median annual wage of $99,730, which is where it's at now. And now, Cisco Learning Network Community Manager Matt Saunders will ask each of these experts, starting with Catherine McNamara, a few questions to give you a better idea of what's included in the Cisco CyberOps Certification Portfolio and how this training will help you shape your cybersecurity career. Well, welcome to the show, Catherine. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. I wanted to start looking at things from the big picture for the cybersecurity job role in the industry. 
Can you just give us your take from your role within Cisco on how the landscape is looking from a job markets perspective? Yeah, no problem. So just looking at it since COVID began and this crazy year that we've all been going through, I've seen layoffs and things happen in the industry in general, but I actually haven't seen it as much in the security teams because at the end of the day, security still needs to happen more so now than ever, just because we have a lot of people working remote and we weren't really prepared for the amount of people who are going to be accessing, you know, sensitive applications and documents remotely, at least not in this broad way. As we're moving forward, I'm sure that a lot of openings that were previously open probably have been kind of put on hold just for the duration of this short-term future, just trying to see where things are going. But I don't see security going away. In fact, I see more and more jobs being added to it in the future, because even when events like this happen that affect the economy, we're seeing the attackers actually pivot to use these events. Like, for example, that we are seeing COVID-related malware and phishing attempts where, you know, people are sending emails to hospitals, advertising PPE and N95 sales and things like that, and trying to get people to click on those emails and attacking them. We're seeing government-based attacks based on events that happened earlier this year. So security is definitely not being pushed aside even in the light of COVID. It, in fact, there's more of a demand for it. It's just companies may not be able to hire in the same volume that they were before, but that's more of a short-term event. That doesn't mean that that's something that's going to be continuing on for years. If anything, that I see more people hiring for security than say just regular networking or, or systems. Well, that's an interesting point. Even just in the short term, these kinds of job roles are not being as impacted as some other industries, which have obviously been really impacted. From a long-term vision standpoint, I know the job growth is projected to be pretty aggressive over the next five and even 10 years as well. Yeah, absolutely. Even before COVID hit, cybersecurity had a negative unemployment rate. I mean, COVID affected it, of course, as it affected everything, just in terms of going forward hiring. Now, as I said, I didn't see as many layoffs and the impact is minimal compared to uh, other parts of the IT industry. If anything, they're working their security teams harder, trying to find a way to secure this new workforce that is now remote or in these positions that they never thought they'd be seeing before. So let me ask you, Catherine, beyond the current COVID situation, in your role as a cybersecurity technical solutions architect for Cisco, can you talk a little bit about some of the tools and best practices from a Cisco perspective that we offer in the industry and solutions that are being used in customer environments with the customers that you work with directly? Yeah, so there's a big emphasis on frameworks such as Zero Trust, NIST in general, that's getting adopted all across the industry, but also things we can no longer operate with like 40 different tools and living in silos so there's more of a need for automation and integration between these different products and, and tools that companies use i think the last average vendors that a customer uses or a company uses is like 80 different cybersecurity products so when you're using that many different tools and security products trying to check 80 different products just doesn't work so automation, integration, systems integrations, you're seeing a lot more of that to get more bang for your buck. So that's kind of become more of a driving factor in this industry. At the end of the day, if you have the perfect tools in place, and even if they're tuned perfectly, there's always a way to get past it. And if nobody's looking at the alerts or looking at what's happening, because you just have so many products, it 
it doesn't work anymore. There's only so many people and eyes you can put onto a problem. So automation is big in that regards and integration. And you're seeing less people like relying on the typical old like castle mode approach to security where you have this big crunchy, you know, outer layer and everything is secure. Everything is trusted based on the network. That's where I go back to zero trust. People are accessing things remotely. There's SaaS applications. There's even within your network, you aren't necessarily trusted because there's IoT devices, HVAC devices that shouldn't have the same amount of access as your employer, your contractor, or your guest. So you're seeing these frameworks kind of being rolled out, whether they're using Cisco products or not, they're kind of following the same principles with zero trust. The old group I was working in before I transitioned to my current role, every customer was asking about zero trust. It was just a big thing. And now that, you know, a lot of companies are going remote, I suspect that's going to be even more top of mind. That's a really, really good perspective, Catherine. Thank you for that. And one of the points that you made there that jumps out at me is the topic of automation. And for the new cybersecurity professional certification core exam, one of the domain topic areas in the exam topics that jumped out at me was the topic of automation. That really jumped out at me and I thought it was really interesting. So personally, I just think that's really a key point. And if you don't mind, I wanted to ask you about the new certification exams for the cybersecurity professional track. Are there any particular exam topics that jump out at you as well that you think might be important for folks to focus on? Before I get into that, I think I should level set what people should expect about this exam and the topics itself. So when you think of a Cisco exam, like a Cisco CCNA or a Cisco like CCMP security or data center, it's very focused on these products, these Cisco products. Now, the cool thing about the cybersecurity track is that it's less focused on Cisco specific tools and more about standard things that you need to know across the industry. So security terms like threat intelligence, threat hunting, malware analysis, things like the CIA triad, you'll see hints of that stuff in like the CISSP or like the CompTIA Security Plus, but it seems to go deeper into it and from a cybersecurity SOC sort of approach. So the cool thing about that is if you're taking this track, trying to learn just about Cisco tools and like trying to learn how to like deploy your firewall, this is probably not the track for you. We have the CCMP security for that and that's still a great track. But if you're looking to learn more about cybersecurity and be able to understand things from a broad point that you can take with you, whether you're using Cisco as a vendor or another vendor and key terms that you'll need to learn just in terms of cybersecurity, it's a good track for you to take. It's more of an open approach to cybersecurity, not a vendor specific approach. Looking down the list of security topics, any reasonable threat hunter, SOC engineer, like security engineer will need to know in their career, like understanding what an IPS is. You don't necessarily need to know how to configure an IPS at all, but you need to understand what it is, what a firewall does, how to use proxy logs, like the difference between a false positive and a true positive. These are terms and these are concepts that are used across the industry. The other thing I would also point out is that it does go into frameworks as well, like compliance standards, like P. CI, uh, FISMA, FedRAMP, things that as somebody in cybersecurity, you'll have to have some understanding of. When we think of somebody in a hoodie and like actively threat hunting and hacking, there is a lot that you have to understand about like how you set up your security tools to comply with these standards and understanding those standards is something that is important. And they do actually go into them in the topic list, which is pretty cool. Catherine is the co-organizer of the largest Cisco meetup study group called Router Gods. Router Gods has remote meetups
meetups through Google Hangouts and WebEx, and between meetings they also keep in touch with a huge chat room that has more than a thousand active members. We absolutely recommend you check it out as you continue on your certification journey. Up next, Matt will be talking to the Cisco Senior Product Manager of the Cybersecurity Training and Certification Portfolio, Bavesh Shaw. Well, Bavesh, welcome back to the show. We're really happy to have you back. I hope that you've been doing great since we've last had you on. You're here again to talk about the CyberOps certification track. And my first question for you is, why consider the CyberOps certification? Could you just start with why the CyberOps certification exists and why it's so valuable to both candidates and employers? Well, Matt, as you know, networks and IT environments are architected, designed, and implemented in the most secure fashion possible. Our CCNA, CCNP security, CCIE security track prepares IT professionals to accomplish just that. However, in order to be assured that a given IT environment will be defensible against all future cyber attacks, you have to be 100% right about 100% of things for 100% of the time. That's simply too many 100%. Anytime one of those turns out to be less than 100%, you may have a breach. Now what? The newly created CyberOps track is intended to address that very question. If you have an aptitude to defend against ever-evolving cyber attacks on a daily basis, you should consider undergoing our CyberOps training program and getting certified. You're so right, Bavesh. It feels like only yesterday we had cybersecurity expert James Rizler on the show as well, talking about the exact same thing. You know, you really have to be right 100% of the time. And the technology that cyber attacks are generated from is consistently evolving. So how do Cisco certifications help folks understand the constantly evolving threatscape that exists out there? Matt, at a macro level, from Cisco's perspective, Training and certification are one of the three legs of the stool, the other two being products and services. One should keep in mind that Cisco maintains and evolves a comprehensive security product portfolio with multi-billion dollars invested. Obviously, the products are designed to mitigate real-life attacks. Consequently, our cyber ops Training programs are crafted by leveraging the deep knowledge of the actual workings of the products and insights gained by our services team via their experience in serving large number of Cisco customers. The training includes realistic scenarios for hands-on lab exercises that prepares the candidate for typical daily challenges they will experience in their job role. The exam has the candidate's potential to succeed in those real-life situations. This is the Cisco differentiator compared to many other certificate-issuing bodies which do not make products. Given leadership position in the market, it is likely that you will get a job in security operations center that has deployed Cisco technologies. Matt, wouldn't it be great to be productive on your very first day of the new job? You're spot on about that. I, I totally agree. From a long-term perspective for candidates or hiring managers, what's really the benefit of having Cisco certifications? If I'm a candidate, what's in it for me exactly? You may be starting out of college or relatively early in your IT career. You may be an IT professional with number of years of experience in a different area, desiring to enter the security domain. Either way, CyberOps training and certification provides an effective entry point into cybersecurity domain. 
a significant portion of job openings require certification as part of their eligibility criteria. Becoming Cisco certified cyber ops associate will open those doors for you. Also, there are sizable number of enterprises with career evolution policies that favor security operations center employees with certification for advancement and promotions. Certificate also gives you recognition among your industry peers and eases transition to a new employer if you so desire. As a hiring manager, if you are building or expanding your security operations team, the certification helps you screen the applicants. As you can see, there are many reasons to consider getting CyberOps certified. That really sounds like this really is a program that can help both individuals in their careers and organizations as a whole really helping to ensure that qualified applicants who know what they're doing get the job. For the CyberOps professional certification, are there any prerequisites that we should know about in order to be able to get started with the program? No, Matt, there are no prerequisites. We allow candidates to come and appear for the exam at any point in time for any level, associate level, professional level, or expert level. So great. You can just get started as soon as you want. After the associate level certification, will we be offering anything more with the CyberOps track in the future? CyberOps certification is a full-fledged track following exactly the same structure as network and DevNet tracks. That is associate, professional, and expert level certifications. With associate certification available at present, the team is busy creating the professional level exams and training programs. Following that, expert level will be made available. Bottom line, we intend to walk with you every step of the way along this journey, starting from entry-level job all the way to you, blossoming into an industry-recognized expert security professional. This is why we encourage you to invest your time and effort into undergoing Cisco program. That really embodies the mission of Cisco certifications as a whole, I think, Bavesh, you know, really to move on with you in your entire career journey, not just simply to get started, but for the whole lifelong aspect of your journey. So thank you for that. Before I let you go, one more question for you. This question actually comes from Twitter. I asked if anybody had any questions for this podcast. And Andre from Twitter asked, will these Cisco certifications continue to be recognized by the Department of Defense? Matt, let me provide a comprehensive view of the situation. You may be aware that DOD is undergoing transition from Directive 8570 to 8140. Cisco is currently recognized within the context of 8570. That stands as it is. DOD is no longer accepting new application for 8570. Meanwhile, uh, Department of Defense is in the process of rolling out 8140. Cisco intends to continue recognition of Cisco certifications by DOD and will stay engaged with them. As DOD begins accepting application for 8140, Cisco will share the necessary details with them for their assessment. I recommend listeners to stay tuned for updates on this topic. We will be transparent and share the progress as we ourselves gain more clarity in this matter. Got it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show again, Bavesh. Really appreciate your time. The information that you share is just perfect and so valuable. So thank you so much. And we'll hope to have you back soon. To hear more from Bavesh, please check out the CyberOps training videos on the Cisco Learning Network and stay tuned to the podcast. I'm sure we'll have Bavesh back again soon.
Up next, Matt asks a couple questions about automation in the security domain with technical leader and security evangelist for Cisco DevNet, Christian Veer. Thanks for being with us on this episode, Veer. This is your first time on the podcast, and it's really a pleasure to have you with us. My first question for you is, why is automation so important in the cybersecurity domain? What would you like people to know about how automation plays a key role in the cybersecurity professional certification and just kind of the cybersecurity world overall? Oh, great question. Security threats actually evolves and shifts on very large scale. Attacks are becoming very targeted and sophisticated. So let's say if we take example of networking, there is a lot of work initially done to design the network. And basically, after you have designed the network, everything has gelled, you have tested it really well, you deploy the network, and then most of the tweaks you do is to increase the efficiency of the network. In security domain, it's completely different. You are looking at new threats on a large scale, and these threats are very sophisticated. They are evolving, they are shifting. So that means we have to tinker and tweak our security postures pretty much every day. So we are facing scaling issue. It doesn't matter whether you belong to a red team or you belong to a blue team, offensive side or the defensive side of your security organization. You need to make sure that all the tasks which are repetitive in nature, you automate them. That way you can scale really, really well. This means you have to take advantage of automation to streamline your security operation workflow in what I consider three key areas. Like for example, if you belong to threat hunting team or vulnerability management team, you need to automate your threat hunting workflows or vulnerability management workflows. If you belong to incident response team, you have to automate a lot of that incident response workflow. Or if you belong to simple security operations and configuration uh, management team, you need to do a lot of that configuration management and operations automated. You need to identify which are the tasks which you are repetitively doing over and over again and can you use machines to do that job. That's the way to go around it if you want to start on this path. Basically what it helps in the end is to free up the human resources. They are the most important part of any security operation team. And now those human resources which can now proactively focus on creating more sophisticated security strategies and that makes team efficient and you can scale for the demand. Thank you so much for that, Veer. I definitely noticed when I was reading about the new CyberOps certification professional program that automation is such a big part of the certification now. That's really interesting and intriguing to me. One of our community members, Gus, would like to know, is the DevNet Associate certification, should that be considered a prerequisite to the CyberOps Professional Core exam or the CyberOps Professional certification itself? Should folks really have a strong baseline knowledge from the DevNet Associate program as a prerequisite before getting started in this? I think it's a very good question and it's an important one too. So for the CyberOps cert, is DevNet Associate cert a prereq? I want to clarify it's not a prereq. It's up to your comfort level and your knowledge level. If you feel comfortable that you have enough knowledge, you can just go ahead and take that cert exam. The point is that if you're not doing a lot of hands-on automation in your workplace, or if you're learning that, DevNet Associate certification is great because you can actually get real hands-on experience when you take the training for the certification. And once you pass the exam, you feel very confident in the field. So yes, it will help you definitely but it's i just want to repeat again it's not a prereq but it will help you significantly to become confident not only to pass the cyber ops cert but 
in your day-to-day -day life if you are dealing with anything to do with respect to programming or, or automation or orchestration. That's it for our episode on the CyberOps certification changes. We'd like to take a moment to thank our experts Catherine McNamara, Vivesh Shah, and Christian Veer for taking the time to be interviewed for this episode. If you'd like to hear more from these experts and many others, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. There you will find more information about the current CyberOps certifications, as well as training videos and study groups to help you in your cybersecurity career. And please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help keep this show going. Thanks for listening.